top tech companies like Intel have a secret to their success. They get the best talent, reliable infrastructure, and save on costs by expanding in Ohio, the new Silicon Heartland. Learn how your business can succeed in Ohio. Visit successinohio.com. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Travis. I got my brother Quentin with me for just a, a quick moment as we tee up this episode. Q, you, you missed out, man. You missed out on some great tunes. Yeah, so I didn't even know you were hopping on today with Ronnie, so... Ronnie joined Travis to chat about this band. She's a longtime listener, friend of the pod. Uh, she's probably she's in the top five, dude. You know, like if we ever get top like five, our, our five favorite favorite <laughs> listeners all in one room. Number one, dude. Number one. She's number one. I said she's in the top five. I didn't uh, specify. That's true. What well, number, I did, but of course I specified. You know, I didn't want to single her out like that, but you know. do it. <laughs> well yeah she's one of the first listeners and one of the earliest listeners to like reach out and connect with us right and so yeah so um as you guys know the last couple months we've had guests on right and it's been a lot of the same guests it's been a lot of nathan which you know let's face it nathan's awesome he's one of the early uh guests that we had on this pod right he joined us for the in rainbows episode Still the only episode where we have played, gone track by track through the whole album. That's true. Yep. So he'll probably be on again at some point, but um, yeah, we mixed it up a little bit today with Ronnie. So we talked about this band, Soul Blind. Um, Not the first time that this band has been played on the show. I brought a track of theirs called Crawling Into You as of what you heard probably years ago at this point. Um, But yeah, this is just one of those grunge shoegaze revival bands um, that seem to be popping up everywhere these days. And yeah, we talk a little bit about just, you know, the interesting thing about Ronnie is she's about, you know, a decade younger than us. So it's interesting to hear how did she connect with grunge originally? Like how did she first hear, hear those bands versus our connection to it that we kind of grew up with it. Right through our older brother yeah because we're i mean essentially a, a generation removed from grunge as well you know yeah but we yeah true we, we didn't we were we were very young when it, yeah when it was when it was happening it was already starting you know before yeah. we were even born the very beginning stages of it so yeah now we've got ronnie's perspective on it and she's the next generation you know? actually we were we were trying to figure this out we were trying to put her 
in the right generation. She's actually technically uh, in the last year considered a millennial. So she's technically okay, in cool. our generation, but she has her foot in both in a way, right? But anyway, long story short, that's uh, some of what we talked about is just, you know, what, um, just what is it about grunge and its staying power, right? And like how it's sort of a lot of Gen Zers, their parents were listening to grunge in its, you know, the, in the the heyday of grunge like they were in high school when grunge was happening and so a lot of gen zers that's where their parents played for them just like our dad played zeppelin and boston and all that stuff yeah Yeah. for us right so it's really interesting but anyway we talk about that and we play four songs uh one from just about each of their singles and eps because they've they've put out nothing but eps up until this year and like i said literally three days well november 11th so three days three four days from today uh their first full-length record feel it all around (laughs) that feels weird to say that because that is washed out that will forever be his first ep although hang on now the ep was called life of leisure (laughs) but yes i always think of washed out i really hope it's a it's a cover of the song but we'll find out be amazing that would be amazing uh, I doubt it. Well, November 11th is Sarah and my uh, wedding anniversary, John. Congratulations in four days. 11, 11, 11. That's right. So 11 years. Yeah. Oh. Crazy. Big time. Been together even longer than that, dude. Well, time flies, brother. And now we have a kid. Sure does. And for those who don't know, that's why I haven't really been you know, hopping on as, as per usual. Usually it's just Travis and I. Mm-hmm. you know, spitting into these mics. Well, next week I am bringing an album. It's been a while since I've brought one, dude. I think the last one I brought was Slow Dives Self-Titled, which was, mm-hmm. I want to say, last month. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll be coming at you with a... So, Trav, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Okay. It's going to be still shoegazy in a way, but, and I think I did this last year or the year before, but... I get into this like, I don't know, easy listening, like acoustic-y kind of music vibe. That's to me is fall, right? Okay, yeah. The leaves are changing up here. The color, the colors are changing. Yep. And I just nice, get into yeah. this mood where I'm, I'm listening. I'm looking for like, I don't know, the shins, you know, like, uh, like early shins or like parachutes, which is one of the albums we covered a few, a few falls ago. I think it was 2019, 2020. But uh, anyways, dude, I just heard this album the other day. It just popped up on my feed. Have you heard of a uh, band called The Sundays? I don't think I have, no. So you said shoegazy, though. So folk shoegaze? <sighs> folk gaze? I don't know, man. They pop up in the in the same uh, circles, I guess you could say, as Mojave 3, which is, you know, the slow mm-hmm. dives acoustic-y country stuff remember that that uh group that half of slow dive became right uh, yeah. lush the sugar cubes cocktail twins pale saints you know they're they're okay yeah thrown into right. this bunch but it's a different vibe dude uh um, okay. kind of like the cranberries that kind of All stuff right. okay. okay yeah right. and we're gonna dive into a album of theirs called blind from 1992 and i think what we should do is try to stick into this vein for a little bit longer dude see if 
once you hear these songs, see if maybe it'll spark, you know, an idea for you to bring one for the next week. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. And then we got to figure it out um, a way to to get to get four episodes recorded with you. We can make it happen in December. We can make it happen, dude. Yeah. For our countdown of the best of 2022, I need to start making my list, compiling it, you know, caressing it, spending some time with it. Yeah, I haven't been as I haven't been as active a listener of music this year towards this last half, you know, last few months as far as like, you know, diving into new stuff like like I have in the past. But yeah, I've got a pretty good list going on so far, dude. So do we want to do like we did last year, I guess it'd be five, five each per episode. So 20 between the two of us, 40 total, right? Yeah, we can do it. We can okay. make it happen. Yeah. All right. So that'll be uh, next month. But yeah, for this week's episode, like I said, we're going to just kind of jump right into my conversation with listener in front of the pod, Ronnie. And yeah, we're talking about Soul Blind. And Q, next week you'll be back for the full episode to That's talk right. about the Sundays. Is that what you said? Right. The Sundays, yeah. The Sundays. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thanks as always for listening to everybody. And here is our episode on Soul Blind. Joining the pod today is longtime no filler listener and friend of the pod, Ronnie, who we've talked about before. I think on the show, uh, I think we've name dropped you a few times, and like mm. I, I think you were the first listener that like reached out and like actually talked to us, which was cool because that doesn't happen very often. We're like, wow, this is amazing. People actually listen to us, you know. So, so that was funny. cool. <laughs> and here you are on the show. Crazy. Hello. Happy to be here. And this is kind of, you know, this is an indictment on no filler, but I, th- I, I want to say you're the first female on the show. Oh, no shoes. way. Wow. Like a big deal. Big shoes to fill. I know. I think you picked a good one. I think so too. Great. That's I, awesome. I don't have any complaints so far. <laughs> Today we are talking about this band called Soul Blind. And we've talked about a lot of groups like this this year on no filler this resurgence of alt grunge shoegaze that sound from the 90s and how a lot of up and coming indie bands are sort of like reimagining that sound kind of like reinventing it but like also like doing a pretty damn good job sounding exactly like the that 90s sound like where it's like man this is like a continuation of it you know like it's mm-hmm. like they're picking up exactly where they left off which is great for for me because I you know I grew up listening to that stuff mm-hmm. and you're probably a fan of grunge I would think right certainly for sure yeah 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 I mean like it's hard there's the whole like conversation of like what do you what is grunge and like is that a genre and all that you know yeah but yeah 
I like, I love me Alice in Chains, all of the classics, and then like some others in different subgenres in that area. Yeah, for sure. So what was like your, your exposure? We were talking off mic that you were, ACDC was like your first rock band kind of thing. Like, right. Mm -hmm. You're like, you were listening to ACDC when you're eight. When did you start listening to bands like Alice in Chains or like, um, you know, Nirvana or Pearl Jam, like all those bands? Like, when did you start Mm -hmm. getting into it? I think I was probably like sixth or seventh grade um, for that sort of stuff, or maybe younger than that, because it would play on the radio sometimes. They'd play Mm -hmm. like 90s alternative stuff. Uh, So I listened to a lot of that uh, because that was the only kind of radio stations we played at our house, which is awesome. Grateful for that. Um, But yeah, I think I remember uh, playing them Bones on Guitar Hero when I was probably like... 12 or 11 or something and it just like blew me away because it's the coolest song ever and yeah, yeah totally. then i was like obsessed with alice and chains yeah great yeah <laughs> yep and that that record in particular is amazing that was mm-hmm. our first episode um on no yes. filler was dirt which is kind mm-hmm. of funny mm-hmm. um but and i think then bones was one of the songs we played actually because yeah like you said it's it is a banger of a of a song it just like yeah. hits you right like right from the rip of the song right it's just like i love that yeah i love amazing. feeling like i'm being hit by a truck when i'm listening to music <laughs> dude they should put that like that's that's a good selling point right there that should be on the record yeah but yeah allison change is a huge like you can totally hear that sound from this band and we're going to play at least cool. one track where it's like this is an obvious like allison chains nod that they're doing right here Mm -hmm. um but yeah i was wondering if like did did your parents listen to this music and like expose you to it or was it not really on your own okay it was more well my dad was definitely a rocker um Mm -hmm. he showed me yeah like more of the the rock side of stuff um uh, the older like uh, 70s and 80s stuff okay and then um, I think it was like through playing video games and like being kind of like a loner and just like spending a lot of yeah. time listening to music and pirating stuff. I just kind of yeah. and also watching much music and all of those like um, uh, video music video rock stations and stuff. That's just okay. like what I liked doing as a kid. So I would just like if I heard something I liked, I'd continue to try to seek it out and find more. Um, yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's into oldies. She's in like oldies, oldies, like 50s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like 50s. Okay. So you got a good, then you got a good exposure then if your dad was into 60s and 70s and your mom was into like oldies. And then 80s so pop got, too. And 80s pop. She okay. was into yeah, 80s, 80s pop, yeah. You got all the bases covered right there. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, for us, it was, you know, similar. Our our dad was into the classic rock stuff, the 60s and 70s stuff. Mm-hmm. Our older brother, however, was the one who, um, I think we can credit to like getting us into grunge because, you know, he was listening to Smashing Pumpkins and mm. Stone Temple Pilots like when they were like actively in the 90s. Right. So we were mm-hmm. really young, uh, but we were still getting exposed to it. Right. So mm-hmm. totally. I always wonder about some of the some of the, um, you know, this next generation, the what do you guys call Generation Z? Are you my, I'm I'm a Gen X, I think, or Gen maybe X. I'm not Gen sure. Z? I'm not sure. Ninety six, I think, makes me. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. Let's find. Are you out. looking it up? <laughs> awesome. Let's go to the, yeah. Okay. So you're you are a part of Generation Z. Oh, okay. 
Gen well, Z, wait, wow. Start at 97. Oh, so You I'm might not. be at the tail end of millennial with me. Crazy. Yeah, wow. millennials. All right, so we're both millennials. So, um, yep, 90s. Yeah, you're right at the end of it. That's interesting. How embarrassing. So what a place to yeah, be. I know, right? <laughs> millennials is 81 to 96. Mm. So there you go. I feel like I am on the, the tipping point of both of those. I really feel I resonate yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you mm. go. You're like, I've got a Facebook and a TikTok account. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because Gen Z or TikTok, they always kind of associate it with Gen Z. Like, Surely, yeah, for Gen sure. Gen Z's social network, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like with Facebook, it's it's been hijacked by, by boomers, right? Certainly. So I, I don't yep. know, maybe Instagram is more the millennial – network or twitter but yeah. anyway i equally hate all of it so i'm not a, really a social media person but mm-hmm. anyway um it's always interesting to think about like how how did gen zers get exposed to grunge because like mm-hmm. you said you may have heard it on the radio for those who actually still listen to the radio you know i mean i grew mm-hmm. up listening to the radio but you know at, there's probably some gen zers who have parents one hundred percent. I think that's most that, of the case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that like that like grew up in the nineties and you know would probably have played Nirvana and stuff for them in the same way that like my parents played Zeppelin for me and stuff like that. You know, which is really it's, interesting. It is. I have a couple of friends whose parents are way younger than mine because my parents are like my mom had me when she was thirty six. They're both okay. uh, in their sixties. So um, I have some friends with parents who are way younger and did grow up in the nineties, and it's so weird to me to like. Yeah. see that because it, it feels like like because their parents might not even be that much um older than me really uh friends i have yeah. who are like i don't know 20 or something you know um yeah it's weird it's so weird it makes me feel old but it makes me feel terribly old <laughs> yeah um it's weird but at the same time hey you know what i'm all for it because uh, you know, if this kind of sound is going to come back and, and rock, then, you know, I'm here for it. Right. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we, we often say on the show that like the 90s was the last good decade for yeah. rock. You know what I mean? Like proper rock and roll. So anyway, it's back. So let's talk about Soulblind. These guys were originally in a hardcore band. Some of them were called God of Wine, which is interesting because that's the name of a third eye blind song funny enough hmm. so there's that 90s influence already right there from like their Mm-mm. the name of their old band but anyway god of wine um and then they formed soul blind shortly after that and here is a quote from somebody in the band probably the lead singer he says bands like failure hum sunny day real estate my bloody valentine and deftones all influence our sound we wanted to make music that captured the sound mm-hmm. of our youth while adding our own modern touch to it. So sounds of their youth means maybe they're, they might be, you know, probably between your age and my age, like somewhere in between, right? So totally. Yeah. Um, yeah and I think yeah. that's, that's, that's it. Like, that's what it is right now that's happening with a lot of these bands. Like they grew up listening to grunge and now they're old enough to make their own music. And now we have grunge again, which is mm-hmm. great. But with a lot of these mm-hmm. bands, it seems to be like this interesting mashup of grunge and shoegaze and then like some i guess emo maybe a little bit like the vocal sounds oh, totally. emo-ish you know and like yeah yeah what's the other post hardcore stuff like that so anyway so mm-hmm. let's play our first song 
I'm so excited. All right. So they've been putting out records, little EPs and singles going back to like 2018. So I'm going to play a track from each of them, starting with this record called Untitled that came out in 2018. So here is a song from Soul Blind called Searching. What'd you think? Whoa. I was not <laughs> anticipating that. That was Deftones. <laughs> that was so Deftones. Oh my God. The intro. Wow. That just felt like listening to a Deftones song. And I loved it. It feels like Christmas. It's like, you know, <laughs> I love that sound. That's yeah, great. Yeah. And like, so that's interesting. So you heard Deftones and I, I confess, I, I haven't really listened to Deftones as much as I, I think I need to, but mm. I have, you know, I've totally. listened to the, the record that they're, I think they're most known for Around the Fur, right? Depends who you ask. White Pony, um, depends. Diamond Eyes, I, those are my three favorites, okay. but depends. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think Around Fur, yeah. So Around Furs came in, Around the Fur, 1997. I've listened to that one. And I remember mm-hmm. the thing that, that stuck out to me about Deftones was the singer's voice for sure. Yeah, yeah. Chino has a really pretty voice. It's... um. And he like goes back and forth, obviously, but yeah, he's, um, I definitely, I really appreciate that about Deftones is like, sometimes if I need a little reprieve from listening to heavier stuff, it's got like a nice blend for me personally, yeah. where, uh, he does go really soft sometimes. And yeah, I really love those vocals. Love the riffs. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. totally. So 
was cool. Let's go to the next track here. So yeah, I heard a little bit of Smashing Pumpkins in that in that opening riff. You heard some Deftones, so more of like the melodic sounding bands of that era. Um, he had like the 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 um, phaser, like the flange effect on the guitar that kind of had more of a psychedelic kind of flair to it. Maybe some shoegaziness a little his bit. His vocals, his vocals reminded me of. Um, more Lane Staley than anything too. Okay. Um, I was trying to put my, especially in the beginning, I was trying to put my finger on it. I wasn't really sure who he reminded me of, and I hate to just draw comparisons instead of just appreciate it as its own thing. Oh, that's but what we like, do around here, though. that's my head. Yeah, yeah, I love to connect dots. Yeah. So yeah, I hear that too. I can hear that because it's a good familiar sound. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's familiar, and that's the thing that's interesting about this band and Narrowhead, who we talked we've talked about them a lot on No Filler. It's like when you hear the music, you're like, in your head, it's like, I, I've heard that. Where have I heard that before? You know what I mean? And you're trying to place mm-hmm. it because like they take, they take bits and pieces of so many different bands from that era and put mm-hmm. them into like one song. And so it's like, oh, that sounds like Lane Staley's vocals and the guitars sound like Deftones. And it's like your brain is trying to process like who it is that these guys sound like. And I think the answer is like, they just sound like that decade it's like an amalgamation of everything great about that 90s rock sound you know it's funny that we keep doing that too with music because like i I, like in every genre like nothing comes from nowhere it's all like influenced by other stuff it's funny to see like because grunge was influenced and like created for its own uh purposes in its own time so it's funny to see like that specific thing now is like a revival of that there's a revival yeah. of that but that was like a you know it's just very interesting to see how we keep like cascading the and cycles like, and stuff uh, yeah 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 totally yeah because to what to the point you just made about like 90s was or grunge was made in response to like the 80s hair metal and stuff like that like the bands were just trying to get more mm-hmm. real you know what i mean and they were tired of like the mm-hmm. showy like leather pants and stuff like that of like the van halens and whatnot <laughs> it's like i wonder mm-hmm what is influencing or like you know why are bands going back to that sound right now you know like specifically right Mm -hmm. now like in this day and age like i wonder what what it is about the grunge sound and and even the look like when you look at pictures of these guys these bands they look like they just walked out of the 90s you know what i mean like they're embracing the style and everything yeah that you know that happens with fashion too like everything kind of goes in cycles so it's all hitting right now Mm -hmm at the same time as far as like just 90s that's kind of coming back Mm -hmm. in general all right let's go to the next track here so what's interesting about this since they put out so many little eps and stuff over the last four years you can kind of hear them evolve a little bit and like kind of mature on their sound through these next three songs that i play because we're going to go from this last track was 2018 the next one i'm going to play is 2019 and then 2021 and then they just put out a new single that we're going to listen to so you can Sweet. kind of hear them like figuring out their sound and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. All right. So this next track I'm playing is called Falling Asleep. It came off of their 2019 single called Promo 2019. So they need to get a little bit more creative with their, their because the <laughs> yeah, first one was called Untitled. Untitled. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're figuring yeah. it out. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're getting used to, to being a band and coming up with names for things but anyway promo 2019 and this is uh we actually played 
the song, the, the second track on this song, on this record, Crawling Into You, was played on What You Heard on No Filler years ago. So this is not a hmm. completely new band to, to No Filler listeners, but this song is, or, or at least um, should be. So again, this song is called Falling Asleep, and here we go. Two for two. <laughs> but yeah, like the more, this is the more like softer melodic side of like the alt grunge sound, but like that bass sound is definitely Alice in Chains, or at least that's what I'm hearing is like mm. that really kind of slappy bass sound or whatever. 
um, mm-hmm. where it's like he's just letting the string kind of vibrate. I, I'm tr- tr- pretending mm-hmm. like I know what I'm talking about, but I think that's kind of what's going on with that, hey, I'm that bass sound. But um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what do you think? You, you liked it? It, yeah, I did. I'm just pulling up an album that it reminds me of a lot. Have you heard of the band Turnover before? I have not. Uh, they've got an album uh, called Peripheral Vision from 2015. Okay. They're kind of like shoegazy-ish. I mean, definitely up your alley. Um, okay. This sounded so much like that album to me. Okay. Cool. Um, 2015. So uh, this one's, uh... Yeah. Okay. There's a song called Cutting My Fingers Off that's very, like, the vocals are very similar. That's what I was hearing a lot of. Okay, um, cool. Love the intro. Oh, my God. Blew me away. Like, again, like, we were talking about I love when a song just, like, kind of, like, surprises you. Yeah. Uh, it started off very strong, and the drums were, like, super heavy and, like, booming. I really loved, yeah. like, the pacing of it. It was very cool. Very good. Yeah. I mean, these bands are really good at capturing that sort of like energy and then like that sort of mm-hmm. um yeah the feeling that those that a, a good grunge song can can give you you know what i mean like whether or not the mm-hmm. singers are up to snuff with like the legendary like iconic grunge bands from the 90s doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. matter i mean that's some of the critiques that these bands are getting is is kind of like what i was saying earlier it's like well they're not as good as i mean these guys are no um eddie vetter well, it's like, yeah, well, I mean, that's because Eddie Vedder was <laughs> Eddie Vedder. You know what I mean? Like, you can't really totally, totally. compare the two, right? But anyway, um, it's interesting. So you, you mentioned Turnover. I think they are mentioned in this article that, I, that I'm going to reference a couple times um, on I'll this see. episode. Uh, so, yeah, 2015s, right? So I think this, this grunge sort of like revival, it's not like it's happening – now and that's the first time it's ever happened like it happened in the 2010s too with song uh, bands like basement and drug mm-hmm. church and nothing sure. and turnover oh, is also nothing, mentioned yeah. in this list so yeah. it is interesting this is kind of like the next iteration of it i guess yeah that's more of the stuff that i'm familiar with and okay in this so like nothing camp, yeah. yeah nothing mm-hmm, it's kind mm-hmm. of the, the probably the more one of the more well-known like bands that are kind of doing the the shoegaze grungy kind of thing but doing it in a more in a different way, right? It seems like with these bands now, like Soulblind and Narrowhead, they're they're going more, I think, sonically more toward like an Alice in Chains, like the heavier side of it. Whereas nothing sure. mm-hmm. seems to be more that kind of more like you know shoegazy, uh, melodic. Uh, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah, depressing. Depressing. Yeah. There was something I noticed that was kind of weird. Um, Stay with me here. So sure. the end of the song, the vocals, so there were like the clean vocals that were like soft and then there were like really quiet like screamo screams in the back. Yeah. Which was so like funny for me to hear because I was trying to place it and be like, these guys are surely trying to reference something in the 90s. But it really sounds like like early, like sounds like 2010s, like post-hardcore emo scene kid stuff that I yeah. used to listen to. And that's <laughs> which maybe they grew up with. too. Yeah. And that's what's really interesting is because these bands, you know, like if you're making rock music in the 90s, you there was no. 2010s emo yet obviously because it didn't exist yet so like it's it is cool with these newer bands that that they're also pulling in like influences from emo and stuff like that from the 2010s yeah love all the different elements it's so fun yeah it's interesting Mm because it's just all getting you know 
mixed into this new kind of this new sound, you know, which is kind of doing a little bit of everything, which is always cool. That, that's what I like about this new grunge sound is it's like, it's what it's the things we like from nineties grunge, but also some of the things we like about 2010s uh, emo and, and post hardcore, like you were saying, like, it's kind of cool to hear it all sort of meshed together, you know, and shoegaze, you know, shoegaze as well. It's all sort of like, you know, packaged together in this nice, like perfect little thing, you know, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I like about that too, is that people, it's clearly people who are making it because they like it and yeah. it's just, they want to hear it again or like, you know, try their hat at it. Exactly. Stuff, which exactly. I really like. Which is a good segue for this quote here. I'm going to, I'm going to have another quote from, from the lead singer of this band. I don't know his last name, but he, he, people just reference him as sin. C E N. That's his name. Cool. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> but he says, We all got into grunge alternative bands from the 90s at a pretty young age. We have a local radio station called WRRV that played alt rock and blessed our young ears with the classics. I like that phrasing of it. He <laughs> says, As we grew older, we kept going back to those early influences and always kept them in rotation. So, yeah, um, sounds like they also got into this music from radio and that's what you were saying too right that you heard Good a lot of these <laughs> yeah that's yeah and that could have yeah. been you know some of the only ways to do it back in the day back in the mm-hmm. 2000s and sub 2010s anyway um mm-hmm. yeah they say i think it's interesting that they say they keep going back to it because i i find myself also always going back to 90s rock when it comes to mm-hmm. like you know, who, who like the heavy hitters like that I listen to all the time. I always go back to '90s totally. stuff because there's just something yeah. something about it, you know. So I didn't mention this before, but these guys are from Hudson Valley, New York. If you mm. would like to place them on the map somewhere, they are <laughs> from New York, and they came out of the hardcore scene, like I was saying. Um, so they used to to make hardcore music, which is you know kind of could could tell you why you hear some of that. In, in some of their influences, right? Because that's mm-hmm. what they used to make, right? Anyway, mm-hmm. um, let's jump to the next track here. And now they finally figured out how to name their records. Because this <laughs> is from a album called, well, I think it's a single. So it's, a, you know, it's the name of the single. But this is called Third Chain. That's the name of the single slash EP. This song is the last track on the EP. And it's called Phantom Pool.
great. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I feel like I'm just going to say the same thing every time, but I just like all of them. They, yeah, it's they all good, sound right? good. Like it's all solid, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think like, does this, I feel like this one, maybe between the other two that, that we played at least, seems more, seems less grungy and more, yeah, from the 2000s, like the, the 2000s era emo That's stuff, exactly you know? what I wrote. Yeah, yeah, I wrote that in my little notes. It was very, like, it felt more... With each song, I can feel them progressing and feeling like more independently their own thing. And yeah. this felt very like like moving forward from the 90s. Um, yeah. And yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely felt that. It felt like it was something I would hear in like some, I mean this in like a positive way, like a shitty, like gritty 2000s low budget maybe horror movie. But Ooh. like there's not enough money for it to be really horror. So it's kind of a thriller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, I can hear that. You, you mean like it from like a horror movie from the 2000s or whatever? Yeah, like a Saw ripoff, <laughs> you know, like the like green lighting or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to find a band that I can compare these guys to from the 2000s and like the 2010s, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I can't really, I just know that that's kind of where they're pulling from. Like, you know, it, it's, it's mm-hmm. starting to go away from the nineties, which is what you were saying, which mm-hmm. is interesting because the last song that we're going to play, I feel like more so than any of the other ones that we played goes back to Alice in Chains. So it's almost like they're like, oh, cool. oh just kidding. We're going to go back to the nineties again. <laughs> um, but Yeah. It's just interesting because you're getting all of it, right, with these guys. And that's another thing. I'm only mm-hmm. playing one track from each of these EPs. So, um, totally, yeah. you know, from one, from this track, you know, the other two on this um, EP, one of them sounds a little bit more grungy. But it's just cool mm-hmm. that they have the capability to do kind of both. And you're going to hear everything in between, like on, on any given, like, EP from them. And mm-hmm. they are finally going to release their first full length in three days from when this episode oh, drops. Wow. So oh, cool. they finally decided to, to, you know, put out a full length record. And wow. this next song that we're going to play is from that record. So, all right. So the new record drops on November 11th called feel it all around, which if you are a fan of chill wave from the 2010s, it's going to make you think of washed out because washed out has a song called feel it all around. If it's a cover of that song, that would be the coolest thing ever. I don't think it will be, but anyway, so easy to remember because it's, it's the, the, the name of that song that everybody knows from washed out. If you know, washed out anyway, here is one track from that record called tribe. And like I was saying earlier, I think more so than any of the other songs we've played so far, you're going to hear, Alice in Chains, big time. So here we go.
was that was like alternative metal like yeah. 90s but like like a perfect circle or like yeah chevelle sort uh-huh. of you know that was more in that to me that's yeah. how and i they're heard d- it they're definitely going like heavier it. yeah yeah they're going heavier yeah, and good. like that thing in the chorus or they where they stopped and, and yelled yeah like that mm-hmm. uh was totally Alice in Chains or at least grunge like a that's a grunge staple oh, to yeah, do that I'm trying to think it. of there's another song too that I'm trying to think of that does that exact thing but anyway um so yeah that's off of their new record like I was saying and to bring it back to bring it back full circle here from something you said earlier um interestingly enough this record was produced by a guy named Will Yip who has produced for Turnover before so there you go which is really cool. Ah. Um, it says here they entered the studio in early 22 with Grammy nominated producer Will Yip, who has done Title Fight and Turnover Records at Studio Four Recordings. Um, and yeah, they were basically, they say they were looking for someone who could challenge them to be their best selves. So um, yeah, it's amazing how, how much, uh, you know, impact a producer can have on a record. So, oh my gosh, no kidding. Yeah, totally. So this totally. is their first time with this guy um, as the producer. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, that's just yeah. a few days around the corner. So you can check that out very soon here. But um, I have a quote here from the vocalist Sin. So he's the bassist and the vocalist about this song in particular. He says that this song is about the sunken place slash purgatory a sonic representation of the last few seconds of life before descending to an internal mind hell. Whoa. No wonder it's a heavy song. (laughs) It says triggered by being stuck in a loop, the mind jumps down this dark alleyway that leads you to believe this is what a fearful non-embraced death is. Panic and anxiety ridden. The song is sonic hell. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Well, there you go. So they wrote this during the pandemic. So like, you know, I think a lot of people were, feeling like they're in, stuck in this purgatory, you know what I mean? For sure. Um, so, yeah, I think we can all relate to that. Interesting that they um, refer to it as a sunken place because that specific phrasing is used in Jordan Peele's Get Out. Um, and that's like, yeah, that's like a super well-known thing from that. So I wonder if they took influence from that. Yeah, to, to that point, like I think that's the first time I've heard that phrase is, is um, Get Out. Yeah, sunken place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's funny that, that I guess that term is starting to sort of like get get adopted into into pop culture a little bit beyond just the movie, yeah, you know, which is cool. I mean, even in the movie itself, like I won't get into it, but just like it's the same exact themes that they're discussing, um, like a purgatory sort of trapped, like desperate, you know. So I totally like out out of your body or whatever, mm-hmm. outside of your body mm-hmm. and like out of control, like mm-hmm. you know, no control stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, but yeah, I think I think when you hear that that's what the song is about, I think the music matches that perfectly because it does give you that kind mm. of feel. And that riff is killer too, that bass riff from the beginning. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's Soul Blind. A few tracks there just to kind of wet your beak a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Look forward to the new record coming out right around the corner a few days from now. All right. Well, thank you for joining Ronnie, I feel like this has been like a long time coming, like having you on the episode, on the show. Yeah, it has. It's been like a year and a half that we've been trying to figure it out. Yeah. I've been AWOL. This is great. 
yeah so we'll we'll definitely have you back on and if we ever do acdc we're, we're definitely going to have you back on but um it would be insulting not to yeah okay well now we know <laughs> now we know who to go to for our acdc uh guru the, yep. yeah our resident expert but um thank you yeah that would be an interesting <laughs> episode because i feel like we just haven't we have not at all like dipped our toes in like the the rock and roll like gods or whatever like the led zeppelins and the acdcs and the, i mean we've mm -hmm. done we've done episodes on sabbath and we've done episodes on metallica and stuff like that but that's because like i have to sneak my metal in somehow you know totally but yeah. we haven't really gone back and done like <laughs> some of the staples like the who or mm. or uh pink floyd or anything like that so one of these days if we do if we you know do a batch of episodes on those types of bands we'll do acdc and we'll we'll have you back on and that'll be sweet Sweet. And you can school Great. us on ACDC because I don't, I really don't know much beyond the basics that everybody else knows about ACDC, you know? I've been an expert for a long time, so Have you? I can't okay. wait. There you go. <laughs> uh, you could give us all the B-sides and stuff like that, all the rarities and yeah. the bootlegs and stuff like that, but yeah. The non-fillers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the songs between the singles or whatever our catchphrase is. Anyway, um, <laughs> speaking of ACDC... There's probably a ton of episodes on ACDC on the Pantheon Podcast Network, which is the network that we're part of, because uh, you know a lot of shows on our network talk about classic rock um, pretty exclusively. That's all I'm going to say about that. So go to PantheonPodcast.com if you want to find us and many other music-related podcasts. Also find us on Instagram. Just search for No Filler Podcast and it will pop right up. That's the best way to get in touch with us. If you email us, uh, we'll probably ignore it because we don't check our email very often. And this is my weekly apology to um, <laughs> this guy that emailed us back in June. And like I didn't see the email until, oh, no. like, <laughs> until October. And I, was like, oh, I felt so bad because, yeah, this guy, Colin. Colin, if you're listening, this is my you know fifth apology to you. But um <laughs> Please, please come back. Don't leave. Don't leave us, please. <laughs> he had such great things to say about us, and I felt really bad because, like, you know, no. he had music recommendations for us, and Aww. he wants us to make t-shirts and stuff. awesome. I know. Come on, Colin. What? Cool. Yeah, you should make t-shirts. Okay, so now I've got, like, six people who've told me I need to make t-shirts, so I really do need to make t-shirts yeah. now. Because mm -hmm. I have been asking on the show, like, does anybody want us to make t-shirts? And like, we've just heard crickets, you know, for the longest time, um, but now we've actually heard a few people now say that. So, okay. Mm -hmm. And I'll make t-shirts. You heard it here first. Great. You will get t-shirts and Ronnie will get a free t-shirt because she's awesome. Oh my God. No way. I think you promised me that like a year ago. <laughs> probably. <laughs> You're probably Over right. Email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been talking about making t-shirts for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like the logo is so big; it's just a huge circle. So I'm trying to figure out how to like crop That's it great. in and like. Would you? But would you want the full? If you, I mean the full thing? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. But I got to incorporate the word podcast somewhere on there because otherwise people are gonna be like, "No feeling. What the hell's that about?" But maybe that'll get them to Google. Then they ask me, mm. and then I tell them. Okay. See this. Or you could get podcast in there. But... Yeah, sneak it on the bottom. <laughs> Small print on the bottom. <laughs> anyway, I'm just gonna do it. I'll make t-shirts. Um, Sweet. And if I say it out loud on the podcast, then that holds me accountable to it, right? That's right. Okay. It's on um, All right. Well, until next time, I think we're going to actually have Quentin on next week. So he likes to, you know, 
whatever he can squeeze in a recording in between baby things, you know, whatever it is he has to do as a father. Mm -hmm. It turns out babies are a lot of work. Like who would have known? I hope to never find out. (laughs) I'll trust trust you. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. All right. Well, (laughs) tune in next week for, I don't know who we're going to talk about, but Quentin has a surprise for me. So so we'll find out. I'll find out very soon because I'm going to record another episode with him here in a little bit. Um, All right. Until next time. Thank you for listening. As always, thank you, Ronnie, for joining us today. And we will talk to you guys next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.